Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From the Back Tees podcast, a podcast that is always, always, always from the back tees. I'm Jerry, and with me as always is Zach and Nolan. And Nolan, you have a guest for us tonight. Pray tell, who is it? I do have a guest for us tonight. Um, out of uh, Oregon State, um, our good friend now, Chris Tedasco. Chris, it's Awesome to have you on. Chris, get your ass in here. <laughs> hey, fellas. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Looking to have a little bit of fun tonight. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Outstanding. Uh, Chris, if you could just give our uh, dozens and dozens and nay, maybe a few hundred listeners out there, just give us like your little, I don't know, three-minute like little interview spiel about like who you are, where you come from. We know you're a, a beaver beaver nation um go beavs we're a pro beaver podcast in more than one way and that being said uh like and we know you're in scottsdale now so just uh, give us like a quick wrap on uh on chris here yeah absolutely so uh yeah born and raised a uh, small town washington state called gig harbor um didn't really get into golf competitively until high school uh busted my ass ended up getting a couple scholarship offers um Nothing huge, but it was my goal to play in college, so I went to the Oregon State University. Um, didn't have a great college career as far as playing went. Definitely probably had the most fun out of all the guys on the team. Um, <laughs> Post-college, interviewed for a couple jobs up in the Portland area. Uh, kind of said, screw it. I'm going to give golf a try. Uh, now my parents were on board. My dad was like, "Hey, totally chase it for you know a couple of years, see if you can get anywhere." Uh, moved down to Scottsdale area uh, with a college teammate of mine. Uh, we grinded on mini tours for five months, and then uh, I went straight to McKenzie Tour Q School first in 2016. Um, Ended up getting conditional status, like, barely, um, and only got one event that year. And cool. it was a sponsor's invite in uh, Quebec. So, oh, Zach, how's Quebec? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah they're, all, they're all France up there. Yeah. Um, anyways, went, went back down to Arizona the next season, grinded mini tours again, went back to Q school. Got conditional status again, uh, and played no events, and started working uh, at a golf course, more hours, pay the bills. Eventually, ended up taking an accounting job because I was just burnt out, and uh, just recently started a new job at a big mutual fund company down here in Scottsdale. So. Please don't say how recently, like, because folks, we're recording this today on uh, Monday, March 9th, and it was a pretty dismal day for the stock market, so please don't tell me you started as re recently as, uh, oi. Uh, no. Uh, let's see. A month tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. 
Chris. Whoa, I mean, but that's that sounds ominous. Also, it's like uh, uh, after today, it looks like I'm off tomorrow. It's uh, we call it a, a it would be a three day weekend, uh, but in school, but it's a red letter Tuesday. <laughs> Chris, for those who don't, for those who don't know, what what entails with a conditional status? Yeah, so this is going to be like the story that you probably won't hear because dudes who get conditional status, they just fizzle out and they disappear forever. Um, <laughs> But so, yeah, it depends like where you finish at Q school and conditional basically means, hey, you get a $2,500 card with your picture and your name on it. It says member, but it doesn't guarantee you anything. And pretty much it guaranteed you nothing. It sounds like SAG. <laughs> <laughs> except for a membership to any TPC property in the world to practice and play for free. That's all it got you, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was like, you know, you get your number and you check online every week. Uh, I was listening to your last week's pod uh, with Reed actually talking about uh, Mark, how like, you know, they're on the bubble for the players. And, you know, it was the same thing. Even the tournaments that dudes didn't want to go to, you know, I had to make a decision where, you know, if you're like 10th on the list, you could have a chance because a lot <coughs> of the guys, that had good status also had conditional web or now corn fairy tour. So essentially you were like a permanent alternate on the McKenzie tour. Yeah. For two years. <laughs> it was cool. Gotcha. <laughs> well, that stinks. I, I've, I've worked for an airline, major U S airline before and I uh, flown standby a lot. And there are certain levels where you're in there where it's just like, Oh, if I'm this many people, it's probably going to work out. If this is this number, like you said, it's just perpetual, what have you. So yeah. how often did you fly to events? Uh, never. I flew to that event that I got a sponsor's invite in Quebec. No, yeah, it was in Montreal. Was it at which course was it at? Elmridge, Royal Montreal? No, I forget. I still have the yardage book somewhere. Um, Ended up three putting my 36th hole to miss the cut by one. Oh, man. Oh, caramba. This yeah. is a tale of sorrow, Chris. <laughs> I know. Seriously. <laughs> um, well, unless you're at the, golf's like an iceberg. Unless you're like that little bit that's above the water, you're like the rest of us below sea exactly. level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. I didn't have great success up there, but uh, I did all right on the mini tours, to be honest. I don't know what the difference was, but I won an event down here on the Dream Chaser Tour, which no longer exists. And then, was that sponsored by Sega? No, that's a Dreamcast. Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, and then uh, I, the next week after I won that event, I actually lost in a playoff, finished second in an Outlaw Tour event. So I had a pretty good stretch um, of making good making good money on mini tours, but unfortunately, it never translated. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, what's what's the what, uh, what's the typical like first place check for your average or random mini tour event if you can put a number on it? uh average probably about five grand okay yeah well how big are the fields for most mini tour events uh well shoot the one that 50 100 today they got 81 players but it's always like 30 to 60 i'd say okay that makes sense you look like you're like contemplating it (laughs) you You look like you're like debating the pros and cons of entering oh hell (laughs) No, I just I look at it like just in terms of like how just the general numbers balance with 
when the person like I just just in terms of I I guess I was trying to formulate a thought going like oh all I need to know is how many people average like, on average see it up and what the winning winner's purse is and I kind of get just like an overall um, uh, feel of the gravity for like what the tournament is per se and the fact that it's a grind fest I'm sure I mean yeah, especially if these venues only have like 30 to 60 guys and so it's like no wonder you just spouted out like three tournaments right there that I did tours that I've never heard of where I, like when he said outlaw like I you guys can't see it uh, listening in your ears and your brains now but I like kind of word mouth the word I'm like Ow. Like, just like, what is that? Like, just like there's because yeah. there's so many out there. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> how many mini tours are there? I mean, by by definition, so to speak. Yeah. So when I was playing, there were a couple prominent ones. There was the Pepsi tour, which was like fizzling out because. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the dude who ran the tournaments, I guess, was like taking money off the top without disclosing it. Whoa! Uh, so the, the scandal. That. Um, yeah, mini tour scandal. <laughs> Old Chase tour, which is mostly in California. The Outlaw tour and the Dream Chaser tour, and the Dream Chaser tour doesn't exist anymore because the tournament director <laughs> has health problems. Oh, oh, sorry. God rest his soul. I was gonna say because literally it's in the name, Dream Chaser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and nothing named Dream Chaser can last. Nothing with the word dream in it lasts. So go on, come at me, people at Twitter at Jerry Lububer. <laughs> so. So mini tours, as long as you're paying the entry fees, anyone can enter. Is it just kind of a way to build up, you know, a probably some cash to try to attempt your way at Q school and then be confidence in your game or something? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you, you pony up the entry fee, anyone can play. And for that reason, it is both a beautiful thing and a terrible thing. I was going to say, are there no entry requirements? I mean, since it's not necessarily like USGA sanctioned, so they can't throw handicaps on it per se. It's like if you got the dough, you show. Yeah, you got 950 bucks. Uh, honestly, I loved the guys who had no business being there. And they just they paid their entry fee because that just added to the purse. I mean, that I was might say, those, are the, to those are the whales at the table. You're going to take their chips. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That might be what we have to do. Come on. It would make for great content if I'm in one of these events. <laughs> content? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I 100% agree. We need to send Zach to a, a mini tour. This will Jesus. be done at some point. <laughs> Jesus, Pete, fellas. Here we, I'm about to announce shortly that we have our first official sponsor. And, 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 and here we're already talking about like, just like burning up like a propane fart. Yeah. So, Chris, do you ever uh, feel the need to go play one of these events randomly? Um, I do, to be honest. Um, Got the itch. How often, how often do you play? Do you like? Do you keep your game sharp? So I haven't played in probably three months, but I think the last time I played, severely hungover, <laughs> I shot even par, hitting a ball OB on the 18th hole. Now, wait, hold on a second. You you really need to clarify because the way you told that story, you made it sound like it just so happened the last time you played, you were severely hungover, or that's how you are every time and you were severely hungover. Like, that's part of the story. So, I mean, it's like, on one hand, I'm like, oh, dog, this guy's last round of golf. What a terrible memory. The first thing he said was uh, he was really hungover, but part of me's like, well, that could just be his theme. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so, no, I, not typically. Uh because I used to play at a level that was pretty respectable. I can't stand to not play at that level anymore. So I tried to actually show up early, hit balls, hit, hit some putts. Zach, see, this is why you don't be good at golf, Zach. It'll torture you like, like a hot chick that'll never call you back. Yeah, exactly. And it does. Okay. But, I mean, I see some 
I see some names in mini tour events of people that I used to just beat up on and it's like, they're making money. So I look at that. I'm like, shit, I, I could practice for a couple months and go back and probably make some money in these events. But well, well, if you never need a caddy, just give me a call. I mean, I, if I'm in the area, which cause full disclosure, we didn't mention it before the show. Zach is a, uh, an internet wonderkind up in Canada, creating a brilliant uh, uh, barstool JV uh, uh, a website that we're going to take over with. Nolan is uh, is an architect or building skyscrapers up in Portland or something there. And uh, I'm a, a caddy at Bandon Dunes. So like I, as I extend to like a few of our loyal listeners and, and many of our guests, because if you know golf, you know Bandon Dunes, especially you being a Pacific Northwest guy or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. So the invitation's extended to you. Like, if you need to knock some rust off, I can get you out there a few afternoons, carte blanche. The practice facility is one of the best in the world. It's free in the first place for everybody. I mean, I mean, in golf, there's like Tiger Woods and Bandon Dunes, and that's golf. That, Zach, uh, mark the tape. I think we just got the title of the episode. I mean, because, like, we, we, crazy, crazy endorsements that are awesome like that don't have to come from anyone. Forgive me, Chris. Now, this, this is going to sound backhanded. It doesn't necessarily have to come from, like, a huge celebrity for it to be a ringing endorsement. Case in point, in summer of 2018, <laughs> in summer of 2018, when I got back to Abandon, I played my first round of golf at Old McDonald at, uh, with uh, this, um, uh, Scottish intern we had. His name was Fraser. He looked like Buddy Holly, but he had a big Gorbachev like jelly spot right on his head, like right here covering one of his eyeballs, like a third of his face. And uh, and he was the sweetest kid ever. And he was from University of Highlands, Scotland. And when I played Old Mac with him, his first time he played there, he looked at me and said, "This is the most Scottish-looking golf course I've ever seen outside of Scotland." And I said, "Like cut. That's a wrap. Print. Somebody put that in bronze on a plaque somewhere. It doesn't matter what the name says behind it. That is a fucking quote of the year that can like be put in any magazine, like you know, sizzle reel, anything." So I really, really appreciate the fact you said that, Chris, and it will be shared a lot amongst uh, my golfers and the Caddyshack Smoke Pit here in the near future. <laughs> Very nice. So, Chris, um, I did a little digging on you. I hope you don't mind. Ew. Um, <laughs> So from Gig Harbor, went to Oregon State University, go Beavs. Um, <laughs> I, first thing that comes up when I looked you up was your little profile up on Oregon State. That's still available to anyone who wants to take a look at it. Nation! <laughs> so you played around with Kyle Stanley. Tell me Ooh. about that oh, okay. round. Yeah, so I've actually played a lot of rounds with Kyle. Okay. Um, we up, <laughs> Good reporting, Nolan. <laughs> we grew up uh, playing, practicing, goofing around at the same club in small Gig Harbor, Washington. Okay, I didn't know he was from Gig Harbor. Yeah, and he actually still lives there. I don't know if he wants me telling the world that. but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick question, Chris, before I, I let Nolan or Zach pick up the ball again. Uh, what's the population of Gig Harbor? I, I forgot to ask you earlier. It's going up, but I don't know, 9,000, 9 to 11,000 okay. maybe. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I thought you were downplaying it a little, but I guess it is smaller than I thought. Yeah. Well, to be fair, everyone's like, everyone's interpretation of a town is a different thing. Like my girlfriend is from like Riverside County and there's towns near Temecula there that are like a hundred thousand people. And she's just like, Oh no, this is a town. I'm like, no, this place is exploding. Like Coos County where I live has 35,000 people total and seven eighths of them live in one place. I mean, it's Bandon's got like 2000 people, 2,500 people. I mean, th those are villages. <laughs> yeah. right. So sorry, uh, Zach, you got anything for Chris? Oh no, I was, I thought Nolan was finishing <laughs> off his question, but. 
Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know if you had anything chambered for him. I was gonna like, I'm gonna pepper you in there, and then have Nolan like grab the ball again. I had a good question. How awkward was that YouTube video for o- for Oregon State that's still available? <laughs> no, that, no. Was, uh, that was like, I had maybe been on campus for like two months, and they're like, "Hey, we're just gonna like throw you get you throw you freshmen into this thing." Like, I barely even knew those two guys at that point. So. <laughs> no. Very Chris, weird. can you ref- can you refresh some of the uh, the listeners at home and possibly myself uh, uh, what this was like? They threw you in a thing. What was it? A ball pit? I mean, uh, what what's, what's on YouTube that we can peruse later? Um, I, Zach probably has it pulled it's... up there, but I think it was like <laughs> it, it was like questions about each other or something. Yeah, they would just ask a question like, yeah. "Who's the most athletic?" Who's the funniest? Oh. And it was three yeah. of them standing in front of the basketball court. As you could hear, the basketballs like bouncing. Yeah, is that so, Re- isn't that Research State? No, wait. What's the basketball court name? You don't call him. That's right. Yeah, I've I've played pep band games in there before. Holler. As a drummer, oh. that's not weird, guys. It's cool. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Did, uh, Very cool, Jerry. Chris, did Johnny Matamochi uh, conduct that interview for you? Yeah, he did. So that was like <laughs> part of his senior project or something. I think that's why he had to do it. I don't know. And he was like, "Well, I'll just take these freshmen. Like they don't know any better." And he was right. <laughs> but, yeah that's that's a good deep dig there zach no thank you thank you very much that was some great research yeah. well now now real quick before we get into uh anything further i want to tease chris with a question or actually um it turns out that a good friend of the show reed martin pj tour caddy for uh hubs is um is uh more than just an acquaintance with uh chris and it turns out that like we're kind of behind the scenes kind of collecting like this whole family behind like where we're, like everyone seems to like really feed off each other and know each other and i want chris to uh give us a quick uh, uh little uh, dip uh, dip us in the pool about how he knows reed but real first to get a few things out of the way that you will all be excited to hear as always we're always brought to you by sports travel radio podcast network they are in full swing baseball season's coming up dingers podcast kicks ass check them out and also God forbid. Here it is, fellas. We are now officially, officially, ring it from the mountaintops, officially brought to you. It's our first official sponsor. That's not their name. I'm sorry. I'll get over it. Brought to you by GorseGolf.com. That is their website. Gorse Golf head covers my boy Crazy and his lovely wife Kristen make the finest in a world of head covers that are $100 per head cover. These are 50 bucks a pop. And this is what makes us legit now, folks. If you use the promo code, the coupon code rather, from the back tees, all one word, you get 10% off your purchase. And what's better than that? You're, you're paying half the cost of those really expensive leather pieces of shit that Seamus puts out. Thank you, Akbar. And now, and they're, they're a lot cooler with a lot more variety. And now you get 10% off that half price of what he's charging. So it's gorsegolf.com, the promo code from the back tees. We are very happy and we'll have much more to bring you from them. But at least check them out. They have so many head covers there. I can't pick one out myself. That's why they're going to make some, uh, some sweet custom gear, hopefully. And if you have any questions to send us, please still send them to ftbtpodquestions at gmail.com. I'm not saying it twice. Chris, how do you know Reed Martin? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Reed and I go back to the junior golf days uh, when he was like, he looked like an adult, like that kid on the basketball team who's, First or team, it had to be checked. LeBron, yeah. Yeah. Um, LeBron James, essentially. Reed, if you're listening, there you go. 
Yeah, he was bigger than everyone. He hit it farther than everyone. Uh, like, he was the guy. Receding hairline and all. Yeah, in, like, Washington State Junior Golf. Uh, the first time we met was through a mutual friend, James Fites, um, at a FCWT event down in Palm Desert. Um, and then kind of lost touch, but um, – ended up being paired together i think it was like two days or maybe all three days of a mini tour event down here in arizona uh played together kind of reconnected super good dude and yeah i'm happy to see him doing well i mean it's weird to see him on tv not playing but um good for him doing what he's doing no absolutely uh no zach how did how did we get in touch with uh reed i mean it was a long time ago and not to say he who comes back first or the most becomes our official guy on the pod, but, but Zach's now hung out with Reed. We have another guy on our staff, uh, Andrew, who's uh, friends with Reed. I mean, it's like the guy's uh, like a regular player amongst us. So, uh, Zach, how did we get in touch with him in the first place uh, again? Honestly, I don't even remember at this point. It's been a while, Perfect. but yeah. Uh, Perfect Zach answer. <laughs> big, big week coming at the players. That could be our next topic of discussion. But Thank, Actually, perfect segue, Zach. Why don't you take that away? So, this week? As we all know, Players' Championship, Hubbard got in. And you might not have known this, Chris, but he only got in because Mr. Tiger Woods is not playing. And, and Chris, we know you and Nolan love Tiger Woods. Like, you guys uh, – yeah, you love him. I'm just – I'm yeah. sorry. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to the players, I guess, what are, what are the two Tiger experts' thoughts on uh, his situation? Oh, man. Uh it's uh looking a little dicey but everyone keeps saying you know it's it's just a finicky thing with his back and they just keep saying well some weeks it's good some weeks it's not good and uh hasn't been a good week in let me check a couple weeks now so i think the half the population is gonna start hitting the panic button on him but um as long as i really really hope he just gets at least one tournament in before Augusta. Yeah, he just he saves himself up for the WGC like he did last year, and then wins Augusta. Come on, I mean it's 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 A B equals C. He played even more last year though. Yeah, well, you know he's a year older. You know, times. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But hey, hey, for once, yeah. I'm advocating Tiger, and you're making excuses. What the hell? What's going I, on here? No, what has happened? What Chris, is happening? <laughs> Chris, what do you think? All right, so I'm not worried at all. I mean, I, everybody on the planet knows his game. It's, it's Augusta, Augusta, Augusta. So he might not be in as bad a shape as people are making it out to be. It might just be like a blanket, like, hey, my game just doesn't feel ready, and I'm not just going to go, like, go miss the cut by two at the players and look like a chump when I could stay at home and practice because – Everybody knows that he is an absolute grinder to the T. So maybe he's working on some, like, specialty shot that he thinks he can get at, at Augusta. And so he's like, you know what? I don't need the money. I don't need the win even. I'm just going to sit at home and collect my green jacket in a little bit. Yeah, hang out with Charlie, Caddy a little. Yeah. Uh, it's not like – like This is the spin zone of all spin zones by you two. <laughs> is it really? Is it? <laughs> It's not like he needs to go, like, prove he can still play, right? I mean, he's exactly he show up. <laughs> exactly. Well, but, Nolan, I, I recall going, God, all the way back to uh, the year 
2001 when right after he was like hot off of winning, winning three majors and like he didn't go to Hawaii and he was well, or he went to Kapalua and played like garbage and like didn't do well at Pebble. This was like literally in the middle of the hottest 365 days of collective golf by any professional golfer ever. And I remember in January, February, March, we were all trying to burn him at the stake for playing mediocrely to be like, oh my God, something's wrong with Tiger. We forgot he just won the last three majors. We did it in the year 2000. We did it in the year 2001. Quite possibly the most, like I said, that was three quarters of the most bracketed, amazing sports achievement by any season single-handedly anyone's ever had. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like he's like a fighter pilot. Like once he gets in the zone, he has it. Like, yeah. That's the problem. But then as we discussed uh, a week or two ago, um, when it, at Genesis, when he knows he's not in it, he just mails it in. And nobody plays six over 78 uh, laying up all the time faster than uh, an Eldrick Woods who doesn't give a crap. I mean, <laughs> am I wrong? <laughs> he does love his, his quick rounds on Sunday when he gets to play a three-hour round. <laughs> it's so fast. We have no right – No, no. He's, he plays so fast and he's so out of it that, like, we have – there's no way we can't complain about the lack of coverage because, like, by the time he tees off, Kobe's dead, and we never saw a Tiger. It's just like, what happened? <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> what that happened? That happened in San Diego. That happened. It did happen. You get a pass. It happened. Oh, I get a pass. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome, sir. Don't <laughs> uh, <laughs> say you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so hard right now because you have to separate the two golfers of what Tiger used to be and what he is now, and it's so hard for us to do because we always want to compare him. But this dude, I mean, the Zozo, for example, Tiger was playing terrible before leading up to the Zozo. And then he just goes out and wins that and then has a really good president's cup. Like he just pockets together a couple good weeks every now and then. It's like he has good, like, foresight with his closing speed where it's just, like, he knows when to, like, use his one or two, like, NOS burns a season. And, and, and that's why, like, I was so happy to see him win Augusta. And, like, on those last two holes, I kind of was, like, getting that feeling built up beside him again going, like, he can't miss. He can hit four iron for the next, like, seven swings. He can't miss. It's just Tiger's on autopilot. He's not even looking at his ball anymore. This, is, this can't not happen. I mean – Mm-hmm. And, and he can turn around at Augusta, like many people do, like like uh, like Spieth likes to do. I mean, Augusta plays home to a lot of like like Bubba likes to do. I mean, come on, it's more than just creative methods out there. Yeah. So that's some good hot tiger talk. Um, what about? But, we are, but in the end, we are we are happy that our boy Hubs, even though even if he, if Tiger committed and he would have been Hubs would have been the first alternate, we are damned proud to see our boys being represented. At least on Reed's hat, thank you for us, uh, and thank you to him. Um, we might be on the players. I mean, Hubs took that T11 and um, at uh, the Honda, and I think didn't he miss the cut in Bay Hill? Like, I mean, it was yeah. it was a yeah. it was a rough week, and then it turned into the weekend. I mean, let's, speaking of which, let's talk about the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, everyone in the world, congrats! You can all pat yourselves on the back, ourselves included. Rory shit the bed. We fed him too much peanut butter before he went to sleep Thursday, and next thing you know, poo-poo all over the posturepedic. Next thing you know, I mean, everyone's so happy, so happy that they're like, or, or at least they, they're, they're proud of them. We try to pick tournaments. We never do, guys. But needless to say, everyone picked Rory to fade away on, thir- like on Thursday when he was leading. Everyone picked him to fade away by Sunday, and we were all right. But guess who wins? None of us, especially not Rory. Chris, what did you think of the tournament? Okay, so – I'll be completely honest. I did not watch much of it, but I am a huge Tyrrell T11 
Tyrell, Tyrell, whatever his name is. Oh, I can tell. Clearly, yeah, you're a huge fan, yeah. <laughs> and for Lord one reason, Tyrell. <laughs> I love... I love Tyrion Hatton. <laughs> I love his social media presence. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like, the dude is just honest. And that's what I appreciate out of players. Like, you get so many of these jokers up there. And, yeah, I will call them jokers who are just, like, they say everything because they're agents, like, feeding them lines to say. Yeah. And, you know, when a dude wins who, like, is pretty openly, like, unpolished, you know, you got to love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like – oh, sorry, Nolan, go ahead. He's easily one of the – like, you know, if you had to pick, like, four guys to mic up during a round, he's he's one of the four. It's like him, like – Kisner, I don't know, like Tiger, everyone would want to hear Tiger, even though he probably doesn't say much, but yeah. Well, it's funny because I often look at um, Hatton as kind of like, and this is going to be a weird analogy, stick with me guys, where he's like Frank Sinatra with the stage presence and humor while Dean Martin, who's like more Eddie Pepperell, kind of like has been around in that circles a little bit. Well, I'm not saying Eddie Pepperell's like more polished. Eddie Pepperell's going crazy, I think. Well, but, well, well what do you mean? Like literally like he's <laughs> or what? No, what, okay, clue me in. What, ha- what happened? Because I haven't heard from Peps in a while. Uh, he tweeted after a very bad round that he got a pair of Jack Nicholas's socks and then proceeded to master. Oh! <laughs> 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 Didn't go well. Probably deleted that <laughs> You asshole, you said, I walked right into that. So, <laughs> anyway, needless to say, because people are going to be very confused right now about my Frank Sinatra, uh, Terrell Hatton um, uh, analogy was... Like, you had Dean Lewis and, and Frank Sinatra. Both would go out there, both would sing, both would do whatever, but both would tell jokes. And the thing is, Dean was pretty smooth about it. Like, he kind of had his own, like, you know, uh, rhythm and dance down or whatever, and Dean's like Eddie Pepperell. Terrell Hatton was like Frank Sinatra out there trying to tell jokes, but he just looked like a guy yelling at the band instead. Because it's like, Eddie Pepperell is all, like, has, like, more smooth edges and has a little more charm, just a little bit more. Needless to say, jerking off in Jack's socks. No, no pun intended. Uh, but needless to say, like, Terrell Hatton, he looks... Like 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 Andrew Johnson, if he shaved his beard, so to speak, he looks like one of those like kind of hardened, grizzly like uh, British types. Which, folks, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying get better toothpaste. But needless to say, that he he like he's a little more of the rough around the edges type. Where, I mean, that that's it was a limp comparison. I don't know. I'm just bloviating at this point. But uh, uh we, Leishman, he was right up there. I predicted Deschambeau to some coworkers to have a strong showing, and he was the only one I think who was under par. Uh, who was under par finally for the tournament in the last day. So, uh, Nolan, what did you think of the tournament? Well, it's it's odd that, I mean, it proved itself again that internationals do really well at the Arnold Palmer, at least in like the past five years or so. And I have, I have no idea why, um, but uh, it was good. I It was fun. I, I like seeing guys struggle. Um, and I don't, I don't really know exactly what it was from, if it was just the wind or the – I mean, the wind obviously aided in the greens being tougher than usual as well. But, um, yeah, it was, I, I thought it was fun, and I thought Hatton was a good, good victor. Absolutely. Uh, to, and to pile on to what you just said about the internationals winning thing or whatever, I was looking at this yesterday, and it's a lot of fun. If your name is not Tiger Woods or Matt Every, really there aren't too many uh, Yankees that won uh, this tournament. Because going back to last year, and we'll just I'll just break it down real quick: Molinari in 2019, and then going back, McElroy, Leishman, Jason Day, and then we had Matt Every, Matt Every, <laughs> funny, and then we had Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, and then Martin Laird, 
Ernie Els, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, VJ Singh, Rod Pampling, Kenny Perry, yeah, good guy. Chad Campbell won by six in 04 for some reason. Then it was Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, Tim Heron, and then we're back into 1998, which was Ernie Els. So, I mean, there's a few guys on there where I might need to double check to make sure they're not South African and make sure they're American. But, I mean, like I said, if you're not T-Dub or Matt Ev, I mean, speaking of, oh, let's talk about – He was leading well, after round one, wasn't he? About Matt oh, yeah. I mean, it was like – I, I oh my god! I wish I was working for like PGA Tour Media at the time because I would add such a hard on Thursday night with all the storylines about how this pot smoking scrub who doesn't win anything except two back to back tournaments that is the same tournament once five years ago all of a sudden cranks off a sixty five or sixty four or sixty five whatever it was and then he's interviewed saying hey golf oh, shucks golf's a funny game which we can all relate to and then he shoots an eighty three the next day and cruises to one shot out the cut bubble. <clears throat> Wow. And his just, his last round before that 65 was an 85. Yeah. <laughs> Good grief. What is this guy like? Uh, uh, who, who am I trying to think of? Is this guy like Stephen Bowditch? I mean, what, what the hell's happening here? Oh, I, I can see by your blank faces that, like, like uh, that wasn't very Stephen Bowditch. We, Bowdo uh, hasn't been news for a while. Actually, I'm going to Actually, wait, is Bowdo like your neighbor or something? I think he's like a Scottsdale uh, regular. I don't know. I've never seen him, but I also don't go to the local Hooters often. Well, I was going to say, if you go if you go to local bars or we went or whatever, God forbid, uh, I don't think I'd be able to pick him out of a police lineup. <laughs> Which, I'm sorry, Steve. You're, you're a great guy. Um, I have a DUI also, and, um, and uh, but you're a much better golfer, So and, and I'm not making fun, so it's, it's no big deal. But, um, I mean, Terrell Hatton, so this this was his first PJ Tour win. Uh, does anyone know off the top of their heads how many European Tour wins Terrell Hatton has? I think I think four. I don't know. I'm just hoping somebody said a number. Only Alfred Dunhill twice. And I think that's he has right. two others. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, because he's not for nobody. One of my coworkers, uh, Brant, shout out Mr. Brewer, he uh, had him in one of his uh, FanDuel lineups. Yeah, Hatton's been, like, very good. I think he's leading the tour in, like, strokes gained approach, stroke gained tee to green. It's, like, crazy how many good players there are now. Like, it's not that out of nowhere. You know what's crazy also is uh, I think Phil Mickelson's suffering from Benjamin Button syndrome because he looks like his waistband has shrunk to what he was when he was uh, going to Arizona State. Have you seen the guy? Because he's missing. I can't find Phil. He's gone. You guys think uh, Rory kind of choked that one, like, for real? I think he ended hitting four 14 fairways. I mean, I'll answer your question with a question. You go first, Zach. I, I feel like it's tough to say choked in golf because he was never really, like, winning by so much. But, I mean, the last, like, I feel like he's had the most disappointing, like, six months. The guy's come top five in everything and seems to be, like, the leader going into it. He chokes and he still takes a T5 or a top five for everything. Yeah. yeah. Nolan, I think it just seems he's playing so much better than everyone else and just can't win. So, Nolan, what was your question real quick? Well, I, I saw he, I think, on Sunday was 4-14 on fairways, which we all know his, you know, his weapon is that driver. But um goes to show if he's not hitting the fairways, then he's kind of in trouble. So, I, you know, did he choke or, you know, was this his to go and get that he kind of let slip through his hands or – I guess so. If your question was, did Rory choke this tournament away? I my question would have been to you is, does he care enough to to consider? I mean, first and foremost, like he, I'd say 
when it comes to, like, mental fortitude and he can't crack Dustin Johnson's shell, Rory McIlroy is next up there because he's one of the golfers I would want to mic up. Uh, I heard it on the No Laying Up podcast. They even said it's the best. It's like he would not talk golf with anybody. He'd be talking about his Ferraris or soccer or all sorts of interesting rich guys. We're Americans. Sorry, Zach. But you, you watched enough reality TV, which is an American thing. I do. You're welcome. We are. I am super interested in what rich people do for some reason. Like, aren't we all? Like, we just want to see how they live their daily lives. And that's a great example of, like, let's mic up baseball players. Let's mic up golfers. Let's see if they're bitching about, like, bitching about their new Matisse didn't show up at their, their, their like, summer home or something. And, and they have to, like, pay the delivery driver an extra week worth, week's worth of pay because of who, who knows what. I mean, I, I'm interested in what the, uh, the high fluting guys are thinking. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but uh, Chris, what do you think about Rory in the tournament? I mean, clearly he was flying high, and maybe it's not necessarily a choke job when he plays every tournament. You play three good rounds of golf and then one mediocre round or bad round. I mean, is it really a choke job? He's T five and everything. Yeah, so I guess my take on this is a little bit more broad than a lot of people. Like, yeah, it's easy to say, "Hey, he choked," but like, look at the dude's resume. I mean, I think we expect these top players and and that's everybody expects these top players to just win every week like people don't really realize especially media people and the twitter fingers don't realize how freaking hard it is i'm writing that down real quick twitter fingers thank you to win and shout out drake he had that in one of his songs (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) that's right i knew i heard it somewhere (laughs) yeah um it's just so hard to win so it's like did he choke no it's just really freaking hard to win, especially when the conditions are tough. Like yeah. just because it's Rory McIlroy or it's Tiger Woods or it's Dustin Johnson, they're not choking. Like they're busting their ass. The fact is all those players are so good that they're competing with the best. They're not going to win every week. That's just the reality. And it's like, you know, your average 20 handicap wants to sit on their couch and go, oh, I can't believe he blew that tournament. And they don't know what it's like to hit a ball 300 and. 20 yards in the air and how it is to control that ball for 72 holes. Oh my gosh. That that line Rory took, I I think it was 18 on Sunday. I I don't know if you guys saw that. It was, I was like, Oh my gosh, he hit it so far left. That thing's going in the water. And then he drove it through the fairway. Yeah. No, I I apologize guys. Cause as I was saying, a pre runner, a pre-show runner, I was saying like, I finally for once, watched a lot of golf uh i mean i just happened to find myself at places where that had cable tv that wasn't my home except i didn't uh <clears throat> watch sunday because i was uh, traveling and playing golf at the same time so yeah it was, it was like the shot tracker uh like the camera view they had the shot tracker went like off the screen to the left because yeah. he was like taking such an aggressive line but it ends up he needed to like hit a draw he hit like a fade <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. incredible. That that little guy can hit the ball forever. Yeah, but yeah. I oh, I real say, quick. Oh, sorry. Go go ahead, Nolan. I just I want to say he choked for sure. There there's so many good players, and it was really tough conditions, and he didn't have the lead, and um, so many different factors. But yeah, go ahead, Jerry. I just wanted to. You were talking about shot tracker, and it made me think of my uh, that video that uh, our new graphics boy uh, put up for our. Uh, uh, at, from the back tees on Twitter. Great job. Disclaimer, disclaimer, he did a really good job on the shot tracker for my little hooded four iron out of the rough. But needless to say, 
because remember one person said like oh i don't see anything wrong with that shot it's like yeah because he drew it like going like into the trees or whatever but it's like the whole point of my posture was it hit that first tree and went straight down to the creek like that one last tree where it's like oh if it was six inches this way i would have hit the miracle shot but needless to say folks that's that's why i said it wasn't that bad it was actually maybe a little worse i don't know but i mean we, we i sent that to to zach full well intending saying like hey our new graphics boy i still don't know if we're a uh, graphics guy excuse me i don't mean to uh like if we're allowed to say his name or not still uh, um, no, we are not okay fair enough so our, our our graphics guy we'll call him we'll call we'll come up with some clever name for him in the Department. meantime he is a wizard i don't know if you guys have been following our twitter feed or anything like that but he has been coming up with some great stuff and i can admit it wasn't any three of us so <laughs> nope. but i sent that video to to, no, to zach right away thinking zach can he, oh, can we maybe, oh my God, this would be so funny. So uh, needless to say, that's, that was my mini disclaimer. And I had to get that out there just in case anyone was listening because uh, I, I felt like he didn't do it the full justice of humor and uh, quite possibly how bad it was. But, you know, you get with what you work, you, get, you work with what you get. And he does a very good job with the crap that we get. It might have been so. better on the one that you just topped. I can't figure that shot out, guys, because I still look at my swing and I'm just kind of like, well, I kept my head down. I did everything right. I would just like to tell you guys, I've played golf the last two days. I've been hitting my drive straight. Beware. The mini tours, I'll be coming. Maybe. Oh, Zach, 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 this is when your, your mental game is going to start failing you now because you're going to get overconfident. Okay, Chris, what's oh, usually like point. the worst score at one of these mini tours? Um, but wait, wait, first of all, how many rounds is it? Like, is it four rounds? Three rounds. Three rounds, okay. Okay, so I have a perfect... 18 holes apiece? Yes. <laughs> I have a perfect, like, newsflash tidbit here to add. So I will look so an Outlaw Tour event that started today, the Moon Valley Championship. Last place is 10 over par, and it is... Uh, maybe not a Canadian guy. I thought I knew this name. Ouch. He shot, um, let's see, he went out in 43 and actually brought it back on the back with a 39 to shoot 10 over. Now, it's where like the way better than I thought. This is going to be trouble. So, here's where the <laughs> newsflash comes in tied for the lead with. Um, your fellow Canadian Zach Riley Wielden is LPGA major winner Anna Nordquist. I saw that. What? Crazy. Eight under par. Wow. Oh, wait, this is after one day, right? One round. This is one round. Shot eight under par, and this is from. There are no women's tees in this yeah. Outlaw Tour event. This is from the back tees. From the back tees. Well done, Nolan. <laughs> oh, there is, there's that. I will say, yeah, about 10 over, 81, 82, 83 is always about last place after one round. And You're telling me there's never anyone who just joins for fun? No, I mean, those guys are shooting 80s, but that's fun for them because they have no business being there. Is, is there a cut? Um, some of them, there's a 54-hole there's a cut, or I mean 36-hole cut, and then everyone who plays the final round gets paid. Okay, so God, because I, 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 I'm not. I don't mean to perpetually brag about my game because I feel like I'm stuck. But I'm at a point now where 
I've broken 80 enough. I don't count how many times I break 80, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, but 79 still not exactly like, you know, it, it, all it is is literally breaking 80. I mean, you can't go and shoot three 79s that, or two 79s in one of these events. is not going to make the cut, right? I mean. Not even close. Like, so for example, even par is tied for 46. It's like those, uh, Zach, you, uh, you tweeted about those Latin American PGA Tour scores or Latin American Tour scores. You see those recently where yeah. 2,100 like doesn't get you jack shit. I mean, yeah, I, does the oh, mini tour ever come to Canada? Andrew? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Was that Andrew that tweeted that? Not you. Yeah, it was. Oh, sorry. That's why I said that. And I just saw you staring and nodding at me. You look like Spicoli, just like looking at Mr. Hand, just like. <laughs> right. He's got the good. Like, wait, he's got the good Latin America tour knowledge. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, Andrew, you do very good work. I can. Maybe I should. It's my fault that I can't tell when the Twitter keys have been handed over to somebody. Does he control it the whole time? No. Like God damn you guys, I can't keep track of anything. <laughs> well, while we're still on mini tour talk, Chris, um, give us, and I hope you give us the story we all want. Give us one of your um, best stories. Um, maybe it was up north in Canada one time or another. Um, it might have been a purveying of, as we said, down in Mexico, Las Mujeres. Yeah, what what kind of what kind of adventures did you get into while pursuing your golfing dream? Yeah, so um, I will say, like for sure, the best story I have up there was uh, was the Edmonton Championship or something. I've heard of that place. Um, I think it was sponsored by like some big oil company in Canada. Anyways, the Oilers, yeah, they they play in Edmonton, yeah. Also, a bunch of the Oilers players actually Gretzky was playing the pro am the day before the event, and I went out and shook his hand. Oh, good for you, buddy. Not surprised yeah, that he's Gretzky awesome. golfer, but that's awesome. Yeah, so I go up. I drove like through the night to get to um, one of my college roommates. Actually, was from Edmonton. So I went and stayed with her parents. I woke up. I don't know. My I had to Monday qualify, or not Monday qualify. They called it. What was it like? Oh, maybe it was Monday. Monday's up there. Anyway. Was it? Oh, sorry. I didn't have my spot in the tournament because obviously conditional status. Um, so I go out for the qualifier, tee off at like seven thirty in the morning or something. I think I shoot sixty-eight. Uh, get in the tournament on the number, um, head out to the course the next day, whatever, practice round, um, and cut me off if the story gets too long, but there's so many, like, good, just random stupid shit that happened this week. So, I, up there, you can have a local caddy. Uh, they're just volunteers. Right you're required to pay on a minimum. I think it was like $40 Canadian a day. So it's like nothing. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Like get me a caddy. This course has a ton of hills. <laughs> Zach's like $40 Canadian. Like, wait, I'm saying know? like, Oh, I'll get a caddy. It's really hilly. It's like, you don't want any no local knowledge or help. God damn it. You really, you just, you want like a bellhop. Yeah, that I was mean, the biggest you know, chirp in Canada ever that our forty dollars is worth nothing though. <laughs> true. He did true. <laughs> Chris so, is just like, give me a pack mule, that's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. So this dude meets me on the range and he's like <laughs> he's like five foot three. 
I don't honestly like 250, 260. Wow. And he's talking to me on the range, you know, asking me, you know, okay, so, you know, what do you want from me? All this stuff. I just tell him, you know, keep up and get me a number. And uh, so he's like, great, you know, fantastic. So I get to the first tee, uh, tee off, hit it right down the middle, which is probably my only fairway hit all day. And <laughs> I, and I like turn to like see, you know, him like pacing off a number. He's like 150 yards behind me. <laughs> he gets up to my ball and I'm looking at him like he's about to go into cardiac arrest. Oh, shoot. Oh. So we get through the round. He's like walking. Through, he's walking through my competitor, my playing partner's lines on the greens and stuff. I'm like, having to basically babysit this dude oh gosh that would um, that would get me going so i'd be like yeah. why <laughs> and i guess you could probably still look this up i don't even know what i shot like 78 or 79 so i fired him after the round um carried my own stick the next day had a average round i think it was like raining and windy hmm. uh still missed the cut but so i missed the cut my mom actually flew into Edmonton with my rain gear because I didn't even bring rain gear. And then the, it was like pissing rain. Um, so her and I drive from Edmonton to, to Calgary, which was the next week. Again, I was going to try Monday qualify because, um, you know, I wasn't in. So, so I book a hotel and one of my buddies – who was an assistant pro at the club I grew up at was Canadian. And he was like, make sure you book hotels with hotel bars. And I'm like, all right, that's probably a good tip. Zach, are you familiar? Uh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> or is this, or is this more? Okay. never mind. Sorry. Keep going, Chris. So I booked this hotel right by the airport. Um, took my mom to Calgary airport. She takes off. I head back to the hotel. I'm sitting in the bar, like texting my buddy who's Canadian. He's like, Hey, you got to go to a, a ballet. And I'm like, what the hell's a ballet? Like, is this code for something? Yeah. I'm like, I was like, I don't like watching like dance shows, you know, or horses fucking women. I mean, what's the code in Canada for like, right. a go? I mean, so you know, like, hey, let's go to the ballet. It's like, yeah, that sounds French. Yeah. So he's like, no, you stupid American. Like that's a strip club. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So, I'm oh, the at, ballot. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting at this hotel bar drinking what is a Canadian light beer. Unbeknownst to me, it's like six and a half percent. That's right. That's how they, that's how, that's how they, they do it north of the border, dog. I mean, that, that, whew, right. Right. it's great here. So, I'm eating like my microwave pizza at this <laughs> hotel bar, drinking these stiff beers. And so, finally, I asked the bartender, I'm like, hey, is there, is there a good strip joint around here? <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, there's one, like, two miles away. So I'm like, all right, sweet. So I head back up to my room, take down a couple more um, coconies. Coconies, yeah. I had, I had coconies in the room. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, all right, so I fire up an Uber. I go to this joint, and they're like, uh, you know, I walk in. There's, like, maybe five other people there. I mean, this is, like, a Sunday night. No. Was, was it in downtown Montreal? It was a Saturday night. No, this is in Calgary. 
Oh, this. Nah, dumbass. You said Edmonton earlier. <laughs> Calgary. Oh yeah. See, I'm not familiar with the Calgary ones. I'll okay, take. Yeah. So this place is called the Cat House. Um, I walk in. They're like, "You ever been here before?" I'm like, "No." They're like, "All right. So you're gonna want to get some loonies and toonies, which are the coins." Oh boy. <laughs> and I'm like, "All right." You know, I'm thinking that sounds dangerous, but okay. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, so folks, folks, real quick at home for our American listeners, because I've been to several Victorian strip clubs in, in Victoria, Canada, and it, real the, the loonies and toonies are coins, and we in America we like to tip with singles their dollar bills. Chris, continue. Yeah. Right. So, I'm like, sounds dangerous. All right, cool. So I go <laughs> right on the stage, and uh, so it turns out it's like kind of a game that they play. So. The girls come out and they have these posters of themselves and they roll them up like into a tube. Like, you know how you'd like roll up a poster to like pack it or whatever? Yeah. Same thing. So they're, they're sitting on the stage being pulled around the stage on a little like carpet, like literally magic carpet ride. What? The- Somebody else is pulling the carpet like, like the, a roadie or like the DJ? Right. And you throw the coins, and if you if you throw the coin and it goes into the poster that they're holding, where like, what are they holding it with their hands or something else? Yeah, they're holding it with their hands. <laughs> Thank their you. Way. And so, uh, apparently, at this point, I mean, I was pretty intoxicated. Apparently, I was the only one who made a toonie into the poster. You made it hail. Onto the onto onto a, a living woman's. Just probably just do like forty two. <laughs> so I was just like this. I was like pop pop pop. So I make it. So she comes. He's just peppering her with coins. <laughs> so she's next to me, and she's like, "Hey, you're a hell of a uh, shot, Tex." <laughs> basically, and uh, nobody ever threw the poster like that before. <laughs> so she's like, "Hey, I've got this poster for you." So she like signs it in silver Sharpie. She's like, you won't be able to see it in here, but she'll be able to see it in the morning. Okay, cool. And she's like, so do you want to dance? And I like looked at her and I thought to myself, I was like, in the state that I'm in right now, I need to leave this place before I get jumped by somebody. (laughs) By her boyfriend. Yeah. So I was like, no, I'm good. Like I was actually just on my way out. And she's like, okay, well, here's your poster. So I wake up the next morning. I have to play a practice round for this Monday qualifier and I'm in bad shape and I have this poster like sitting on top of my suitcase and I'm wake up and I'm like, what the hell is this? And I like open it up and it smelled so bad. She signed <laughs> it and it's like, it was like two Chris, you be the six, I'll be the nine with like a heart and her like stripper name. And I was like, oh man. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I want to start using that quote just casually because yeah. obviously you know, is like way too heavy, but it's like, just yeah, be like, oh, uh, your books from here on out and be like, you be the six, I'll be the nine. That practice round was rough. I had to pull over on my way to the golf course just to let the devil out like twice. <laughs> I Whoa. Him, 
twice. Yeah, pulled into like some neighborhood. I felt bad, but I was like, I I was in terrible shape. No, I've done that before just on my way home to work or to and from work and where I live here. And guess what? It's like, I would like to hope people, if they see me ever having a bad day, they would just sympathize and be like, oh, he's having a bad day. Leave him alone. Also, everyone at home, if you can't see Zach and Nolan's faces, but you can't hear their voices because I don't think these two, uh, 50% of uh, the four people talking here on this podcast, 50% of them have never been to a strip club before, I don't think. Uh, who knows? Me. I'm the one from Montreal here. Let's take it easy. <laughs> no, yo, keep talking, boy. Have you been Wait, to a strip I gotta, club before? Uh, many a times. Good, no, good. Good, 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 good. I was at one with Post Malone several weeks ago. <laughs> little fun fact. Well, I guess I wouldn't say I was there with him. I was there, and he was there. <laughs> okay, sorry. I thought you were going to say, I would, not, not to say we were there in the same week. I thought too, that's what it was going to eventually get to. So, no, Chris, I got I one question for you. Did you bring that on your carry-on, or did you put it on the check bag? Yeah, so I actually drove. Oh, um, I thought you I had my car. I just whipped home. Um, it actually hung in my apartment down here in Arizona, uh, until one of my roommates, who was an old college teammate, he like took it down because his girlfriend was coming to visit, and he threw it away. I was so pissed. Threw it away? Yeah, he threw it away. I was so wild move. That's that's heinous, anus. Come on. Yeah, that is terrible. Like I'm not even joking. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, you can take it down all you want to. I understand being tactful and appropriate per situation to situation, but you don't take somebody else's property, whether it's autographed or not, or anything or not, or throw it away. Hell, if, right. if you were to have a bunch of pop cans that need to go back to the store and I took them back and got the five bucks and gave it back to you, I'd still feel bad about taking your pop cans to the store. I mean, that's right. Oh, oh forgive me. Uh, Chris, this has been a lot of fun. Nolan, Zach, do you guys have anything else you want to ask Chris before um, I ask Chris to give whatever plugs he has? And then we'll do I our say Twitter. before we move on, as I promised one of our Twitter followers, we would all oh. give our predictions for the players. Oh, God damn. I personally, what, what Twitter follower is this? Give me a, I want names. To be honest, I don't even know. I just know I you promised someone. You were the worst at Twitter. <laughs> That's why Andrew's <laughs> in charge of the site. <laughs> I just know I promised someone. So I'll find, I'll find it for you as you guys give your picks. Okay, well, um, well, real quick, does anyone have any thoughts or feelings about Sawgrass? I can kind of filibuster a little bit in that uh, Bay Hill and Sawgrass are two of my favorite tournaments because they're, as I said last week, they're golf courses that are on many of the video games that I played growing up, whether it be on personal computer, which they had uh, PC or um, uh, any other consoles that came later. But ultimately, as a lot of people said, like these tight little crusty Florida courses are pretty, pretty tough to like, you know, they got small fairways, you know, small, fast greens or whatever. So it might not necessarily just be the best player that week. It might be the luckiest player. So needless to say, I will give you some of my, now, nah, well, my, my machine picks them up. Okay. never mind. Uh, uh, filibuster over. <clears throat> I got Rory McIlroy obviously leading the field here. Uh, Brooks Kepka, there's something wrong with him. I clearly see he's injured, but I, I don't know. He's up 40 to one, but I got him at least taking a top three in this tournament. I do believe. And wow. uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's no, there's no good returns here. I'm gonna say Adam Scott. Fucking okay. a. Okay. Um, interesting. Brooks Kepka in the even the top five would be crazy. Well, I I mean, look, look. Well, technically speaking, I have Rory winning the tournament. Who who do I want to win? Adam Scott. 
who does who does my model have taking a top three? Brooks Kepka. Who do I not even want playing in the tournament? Brooks Kepka. I'm just yeah. I'm just following the, the, my system here as best I can, and it's better than me by myself. So yeah, Brooks Kepka this year, uh, he was cut, withdrew. Uh, I got a cut? sorry. <laughs> Uh, T43, uh, another cut, and uh, just recently the T47 with his worst round of his career. You guys are Brooks haters. He'll be back. He'll be back. Oh, guys, I love you now because I thought I had to be the one who, like, you two love this, so I got to be, like, this camp or whatever. The second I start shooting on Brooks, I love you, Zach, just coming in from the left wing. I'm always like, no, team he'll be Brooks. Back. Yes! I've been team Brooks this whole time, yeah. yeah you guys are terrible. Me. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the you. anti. Well, yes. Well, we know that, Nolan, because if you're pro-Tiger, you're anti-everybody else. And that's what makes me not pro-Tiger in, in the sense that I root for the world. But I know Tiger is the needle, so to speak. But, uh, Chris, what do you, uh, who do you like for the tournament? Yeah, so um, I am pro-Tiger, but I am pro-Brooks, too, for the record. Okay. Um, I'm looking at what I believe is my favorite here, and I just got proved wrong by the stats. I was going to say Louis Oosthuizen. <sighs> Um, just because straight drivers and good iron players always play well at the players. Uh, it's typically windy. Greens are typically firm. So you need somebody who's going to hit fairways and you need somebody who's going to have really good distance control coming into firm greens because that's the name of the game. Yeah. You know, thought, fellas, because I, I usually – this is when we miss out on the Louie talk because he hasn't done dick in 10 years – but I got Louis Ustase in place and outside the 20. I got him making the cut, but placing outside the top 25. Zach, what do you think? Ooh, my pick's a bit bold, but he's been playing well recently. I'm going with my guy who's going to be driving at 400 yards, Bryson DeChambeau. Justin, oh. <laughs> he's going to be bombing it. Just be ready. He's told us he's going to hit at 400 yards. I am holding him to his word. Where can, whoa, whoa, time out, Chris. Do you know anything about sawgrass? Can you please tell us where you can hit it 400 yards of sawgrass? I don't know where, somewhere. No, I'm just we'll find a way. I, I, I mean, granted, I mean, yeah, the artiste can shape, shape the ball around or whatever. The, those fairways are just so tiny and so baked out. I mean, or at least they're trying to or whatever that I just look at it like, it, 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 ugh, you're Luke Donalds are, are the ones who win this tournament more. Like, you know like who your this four suits? Our boy Hubs. Who? Or suits Hubbard's game. I mean, he's not, like, the biggest bomber. He's pretty accurate. Likes to hit the middle of the green. Zach, you're spoiling my pick. Go ahead, Nolan. What do you got? Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, too, uh, you know, will double down on the theme of this is a ball striker's course. And I'm going to go with another first-time PGA Tour winner. And I think Tommy Fleetwood figures it out this week. Oh, gross. Ooh. Oh, gross. Oh, why, Jerry? I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not a Tommy Fleetwood guy. I'm. He is. He is uh, Europe's Ricky Fowler. And guess who's not winning shit anymore? Come on. Oh, that's a that's a very good comparison. That's, yeah, I, like yeah, that I was gonna say that's not very bold. That's I've, I've said it for a long time. Tommy Fleetwood is Europe's uh, Ricky Fowler, and it's not a bad thing because Ricky Fowler won who, the Players who, Championship. Who doesn't have to win ever? What? Because Ricky Fowler won the Players Championship. Sure, yeah, that was 20% of his victories that he's had in his lifetime or whatever. Ricky Fowler is a golfer who's in commercials for companies or whatever. I can't name another golfer who's in, like, other than Phil goofing around or whatever, or, like, Daniel Berger being a retard in the Geico commercials. Sorry, special needs people. I didn't mean to say it like that. I'm not apologizing to Daniel Berger or Geico, though. 
it's retard, <laughs> yes. But needless to say, like, like there aren't too many yeah. guys who like act like have that that, that that personality or whatever. Ricky Fowler is kind of like Arnold Palmer in a sense where, forgive me, folks, where he has like he doesn't have to win again. He has a huge following and he makes tons of money and has his little like stamp on golf. It's Ricky Fowler. Ricky, that's why I'm happy for Ricky. I don't care if he wins a major, honestly. And then Tommy Fleetwood, good on you, mate. Colin Montgomery is a world golf hall of fame member and he never won a major or in america so i mean you can also there's a lot of range there so i'm just i'm not impressed by tommy fleetwood until he has two good rounds in a tournament together okay that's fair um thank you chris and, <laughs> yeah, i mean ricky fowler's girlfriend is hot or fiance so very so I thought when you said when you paused and said er, I thought you were gonna say someone other than Ricky Fowler. I'm like, oh geez, that's a hell of a slip up. <laughs> Should we get into Canadian trivia, Zach? Let's well, get into it. Yeah, go ahead. So every week, Chris, well, I guess you listen. You know Canadian trivia, and now are you familiar with it? I guess I should ask. I think I've only heard it once. So, so well, we only started pretty recently. We ask a question to our guest. Walked out of the room, folks. He just quit. Multiple choice. To help out Jerry, I've changed it from asking numbers that are one apart so that he could have more thought to it this week. Thank you. Thank you. And we do keep track of everyone. Uh, and the question is, what is the coldest city in Canada? Um, okay. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. He gives us multiple choice. Hang multiple on. Choice. Oh, okay. Wait for it. This will help you. <laughs> is it A, A, Winnipeg, B, Saskatchewan, C, Montreal, or D, Toronto? Who goes first, uh, Zach? First will be Jerry, who is uh, coming oh. in in the lead. Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Oh, okay. Bold nah, that's not, a good, that's not a good guess, but that's my guess. Nolan, you're up second. The Winnipeg, Toronto. Saskatchewan and Montreal. I'm really bad at listening, guys. Uh, it's funny because he's the soberest guy I know, folks. <laughs> Drew again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I don't want to change my standings, I like where I'm at. I'm gonna go with Winnipeg. Also, Jerry. Ooh. Okay. I, 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 I have it down to between two, and I don't know if I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got it down to two as well. Uh, my gut in knowing people that live there currently, and my. <clears throat> my final choice is going to be Winnipeg as well. Oh, now, Zach, real quick, real quick, Zach. I can, I, I can speak from this American's perspective. Other Americans I know who have traveled through Winnipeg bitch about it incredibly about the weather. They don't speak about it geographically. They just essentially – they treat – Winnipeg like a shittier Pittsburgh or something okay. where it's just like yeah it's just like but it's just like or Buffalo where it's just like yeah there's nothing wrong with those cities they're just in the north and like there's a certain way of life or whatever that's what happens when you're in a cold part of the world mm -hmm. so so needless to say I that's at least this American's take on I've heard a ton of shitty stories about Winnipeg weather-wise that's my only you're really trying to convince yourself I like it since everyone has the same answer I will give a one-time option to change your answer if anyone oh. would like to change let me know Jerry, you, maybe. Wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. We, are you telling us because we all got, we, wait a second. This is, oh, this has gotten like borderline controversial here, but not <laughs> even in that you're giving us a very tantalizing option to change our answer or keep it. I, I would think you would offer us to change the answer if we all picked it and we're all wrong. 
but you don't want oh but but that's intriguing isn't it it is intriguing in the, in the words of our friend jeff golden ah yes yes they, yeah we're gonna get a little no yeah. problem okay you want to keep your pick i guess wait oh, what about the other two guys i can't speak for myself i stick with my first gut chris um yeah i mean the only other <laughs> possibility there is saskatchewan but i'm gonna stick with winnipeg just based off of what i know Okay, okay, Zach. In that in that case, I will take I will take the card out and say Saskatchewan. Oh my God! Incredible! It worked. It was Winnipeg. Even <laughs> <laughs> oh, you that was that was truly remarkable. Dude, uh, the mental game of Zach's. <laughs> that's the greatest achievement I've had, maybe in my life. That's the title of the episode: is I've been had. Ace Ventura. Wow. Jerry, how does it feel? That's rough. No one is you. You. I thought I was. I thought I was out thinking you because you were thinking me, and I was out thinking you. And in the end, you still thought me because oh, you. Oh man, what psychology was like five and zero or something? That was brilliant. Thank you. That was that was good work by you guys, though. It might have been too easy. (laughs) I was with Chris. I was thinking Saskatchewan or Winnipeg too. Todd, yeah. I gave the answer first, and I said Winnipeg before anybody. Well, yeah, the tough one's the first. Multiple choice and say Winnipeg. I know. Jeez. Oh. Well, yeah. I would have said whatever cities in the Yukon or something. I mean, I would have thought of something like that. I know. I made. I made it too easy. I'm upset with myself, but now I'm very proud of myself. I was gonna say, you better not be upset with yourself. You. You. Oh my God! No one's gotten me harder in life. You heard it here first. Escalate quickly. Your friend won't be happy. <laughs> well. She doesn't listen to the show, even though she's right down the hall. So how rude! Mm. Well, excuse me, fellas. That sound means my uh, mason jar of bourbon is out. Chris, do you have any plugs you want to give uh, anywhere we can see you publicly, uh, whether it's at work or stand-up comedy or otherwise? Or are you on Twitter, email? Any, any funds we can invest? Future? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, can't give out any investment advice. Uh, <laughs> I think today you can give out any kind of advice and you'd be absolved. Probably. Um, no, I mean, I've had to lock down all my social media to be completely honest. I mean, I'll, sh- I'll shoot a retweet on the, uh, on the posting of this podcast, but no, no plugs. Just thank you to you guys. Thank you, Nolan. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's probably not often that you get somebody that didn't have any success. Talk about the grind of the mini tours. Um, no, I gotta say it's very good though, because you could like, well, which you clearly do, you could speak your mind on any of it—the good, the bad. A lot of the guys who are oh, yeah. on for, they're very and insight. Happy. Insight is insight, nonetheless. I mean, and and one of the best parts is like we we bring some people on the pod where we've had anywhere from people who like didn't know how to act to like people who didn't know how to act because they were afraid we were like gotcha journalists. And in the end, it's just like that's why I prefaced the conversation before we started recording, Chris. I'm like, hey, we're dudes bullshitting about golf. Can you handle it? I mean, that's, that's, that's it. So it doesn't matter if you shoot 90 or 190 or negative 10. It, it's like, it, it's all are welcome in that regard. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love what you guys are doing. Um, I think it is definitely like the common man's golf podcast, especially since foreplay has basically gotten bought out by corporate America. You guys yeah. have taken over now. Have they? What does Music that mean? to Jerry's ears. Yeah, what what are we talking about? I'm like the biggest opponent of foreplay just because they're staffed by retards. But I mean, what what, what do you mean they're bought out by court? What were they bought by Heineken or something? Well, no, just like you know, they, they've got all these they've got all these ad reads. Plus, like 
the two dudes who is it like Riggs and Trent like neither of them are worth a damn golfers like they don't even really know much about who's Frankie oh yeah and he's Jerry Frankie (laughs) it's I I I adore everything Barstool Sports does it's just this guy Frankie is he's such a spaz I mean just to the human condition that's all I love Barstool Sports but I hate that foreplay podcast I think like I said they've got too many ads like none of them are really like golf guys like they know about golf and they're like yeah let's do a golf podcast but they're not like golf guys like you guys are and so yeah i mean i think you guys are those two i'm more the guy who wants to play in a mini tour yeah and zach's playing a mini tour event soon (laughs) (laughs) well chris that's beautiful and we really really appreciate your time and we'll definitely be in touch and have you around the shore the show uh, as often as we can uh nolan anything else you want to say any parting shots any uh anywhere we can follow you what you're doing uh yeah just a simple follow me at nolan t smith on twitter on instagram um yeah it's been a great ride here thanks chris it was really fun to have you go beeves go beeves Zach, is there anything you want to add to the conversation in a button? No, that's good. Uh, hopefully I'll be uh, sending out some good tweets from the players. Good week for our guys, and thanks so much, Chris, for coming on. Like they said, we'll for sure have you on again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, Zach, for making sure we can do this every week all the time. And, yes, we're very much looking forward to everything from the Players' Championship. I'm Jerry Lou. You can follow me on Twitter, at Jerry Lou Looper. And if you need a caddy at Bandon Dunes, just ask for Jerry Lou. Jake. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with 30. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.